Thank you for joining the Disruptive Dialogue, where our hope is to bring people with different perspectives like yourself together to innovate change in our communities, cities, and our country. Joining us today, we have Lisa Humans. She's an extraordinary life coach, mentor, author, and entrepreneur, and is no stranger to misfortune. Many years ago, Lisa found herself experiencing loss, failure, and disappointment, including multiple job losses and homelessness. What excites Lisa the most is seeing the lives of other people change for the better. It is her desire to lift those up and that find themselves trapped in disappointment and despair and failure. As a life evolution coach, Lisa helps her clients to live a life of purpose and prosperity. She helps them to gain clarity and master the mindset, their mindsets, building their faith in God and confidence in themselves. Lisa has also received a certification in justice-involved care uh, from Morehouse School of Medicine's um, program, life coaching program, which allows her to address the complex issues encountered by justice-involved individuals, transforming cognitive behaviors to positive outcomes. She knows what it's like to see yourself as less than or not enough. She also know, knows what it's like to see the end result and yet not know how to reach it. Lisa firmly believes that we are daily becoming who God created us to be so that we can fulfill the purpose that he has created us to fulfill. Everybody welcome Lisa Humans to our show. Welcome Lisa. Thank you and thank you for having me. So glad to be here. Glad to have you. You know, it's a pleasure not only to have you on the show, but to be able to do life with you in many different areas of, of being able to make impact, um, of creating programs to, to help people out, and, um, and just really being an all-in-all -all person who gives her heart toward everything that she, she does. So thank you for joining us. You're welcome. So, so to jump right in, tell us a little bit about who you are and a little bit about your history. Okay, so first of all, I hate that question, who are you? <laughs> However, I, I just like to lead with, I'm a child of God and um, I'm someone that's focused on fulfilling the purpose that I believe that God has given me, which is to change, transform, and impact the lives of other people that I come in contact with. And I do that, as you mentioned, through life coaching um with the justice involved care and also just in general mostly women you know helping them to fulfill their purpose to live the life that god created them to live and to get the things in life that they desire to get in life i'm also um a founder of a ministry called the kingdom encounter where i'm expanding kingdom culture and just spreading the word of god winning souls for god and teaching people in that way and in that mindset of a kingdom um way of living a dominion way of living their lives i'm also a sister a friend a daughter um to a friend to many many people and i'm just enjoying my life i'm really enjoying the life and the space that I'm in right now in my life 
whether it's going through a transition or moving into the new seasons that God has um, called me to do. Like you mentioned, we work in different spaces. So even in that space of helping those that are impacted by our justice system to find their way back into society and do it in a way that it's going to be successful for them. Awesome. Awesome. So I see that you shared a lot of your, a little bit about your story in your bio um, about experiencing loss and failure and disappointments, job loss, homelessness. Tell us about what led into those things and, and kind of how you were going through the challenges that you faced in life. Okay. So I have to start from the beginning that usually I don't share this part of my story, but I am going to share today, this part of my story, how I got to a place where I was experiencing the homelessness and just a lot of instability. And that really stemmed from um, abuse, sexual abuse at a um, young age. And in that, things happened in your mind. So there was a lot of instability. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of, um, of course, violation and victimization and different things like that. And being that that did happen at such a young age and not being able to navigate, not being able to feel like I had a space where I was able to tell or just feeling safe enough within myself or confidence enough in myself or being able to tell to get out of that situation. And um, really trying to navigate things that were going on in my mind that I did not understand because of the young age and things that had happened to me. And, and that really like put locks, so to speak, on my mind for many, many years. Mm. So coming out of that, I really didn't know how to navigate life, navigate problems and overcome and process a lot of things that would happen in my life as for someone that maybe this didn't happen to them. You know, mm -hmm. you're you able to see things differently. I wasn't able to do that because my mind was already from an early age, already um, disrupted, so to speak, mm. or um, with locks and chains on it, so to speak, because of what had happened to me. And I was always trying to catch up with what happened to me and trying to figure out what that was and move forward in life. So at a young age, when you feel you have your childhood taken away from you, it's like you're displaced um, in your life. Like this mm -hmm. is something as a child, you know, this is and when you're dealing with sexual things, you think about adulthood. So now how do you navigate that as a child? And how do you understand that when you know this shouldn't be happening, but it's happening anyway? And how do you mm -hmm. go through that? So a lot of times in my mind, even when I was younger, I do say that my childhood really ended like round 12. Wow. So I got all of these things that I'm having to do with, deal with. And I was really on um, autopilot in life, like going through school. Um, I was telling an, another, a friend of mine how I was so blessed to be smart and it wasn't in a arrogant way, but because I was a smart person, it just helped me get through life easier because I didn't have to work. Some things came easy to me when it came to like um, academics and studies and different things like that with talents and creativity. So I kind of like, you know, rolled off of that. So I right. really wasn't um, being 
didn't have like growth in that area because it came so easily but i was on autopilot and that kind of helped me get through life just being being smart really help being smart being creative being talented it just helped me get through life but at some point there came a brick wall you know because i couldn't overcome things because i didn't have the information to overcome some of those things so it brought a lot of instability and when we talk about the homeless homelessness especially um in an 18 time 18 period time frame i had been in 15 different places Wow. And that's from my, like in my adulthood, maybe since 1999. But that all came because there was no stability mentally. Um, there was no stability there. So I was kind of like always trying to get out of a situation and not really knowing how to get out of the situation. And then when it was like my head was above water, it was something always pulling me back under. And right. it was just a cycle. It was just a cycle for all of those years. You know, to go through a lot of the traumas that you've experienced and then then trying to ha- live it out, live out your life and, and navigate this trauma, as well as navigating the things that we're supposed to be doing, the, the good things. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes down to to really trying to get a job and holding down a job, what were the biggest challenges that you had doing that? Um, for me, it wasn't always so much an issue of getting the job. It was really staying there. And and sometimes I, I can look back, it was probably a company I got laid off for or somewhere where I was fired. But at some point you have to be like, well, you the common denominator here. So mm-hmm. this got to be a you issue and not a them issue. And mm-hmm. so it was like, um, and, and I think some of it was self-sabotage also, because sometimes once something starts happening to you, you just expect these things to keep continue to happen to you, at least I did. And where your mind goes, you go. So if mm-hmm. I'm thinking these, uh, all these negative things are going to happen to me, I was just really bringing that into my own life. So in one way or the other, I was getting fired, whether it was um, not being to work on time or missing too many days of work, not being able to keep up with the work that I was given. And then there was some some other things. Like I said, there was some layoffs and different things like that. But even outside of losing the jobs and, and being fired, I just didn't know how to come back. I didn't know how to get back up and, and keep going. And, and and if I did get up and keep going, it was always in the same direction. So the same things kept happening to me over and over again. Hmm. You mentioned about the different transitions you, you had when you were um, housing challenged. Um, and so going through the different shelters that you had to go through um, and being one shelter after another shelter after another shelter. Tell us about that period of life right there, you know, because I'm pretty sure you had safety concerns. You had, you know, health concerns and different other things as you're walking through this. Tell us about that that part of life and, and how you were just kind of on autopilot through that. Right. So um, I was, for the most part, I did live with other people. 
I did have some shelter situations I went to. And so for me, just like going into different shelters, it was just a whole lot of confusion in my mind at the time. So sometimes it's like you're going through life and you're just drifting through life. Um, there were not really many um, safety concerns. You know, sometimes seeing there you might meet somebody that was dealing with some issues like mentally or just hurt or different things like that. And you had to mm -hmm. kind of, I had to be in a place where I was able to like separate myself from certain situations or avoid certain situations. But then there was time where you was in the room with the person that was your roommate and and all of these things was going on so that just like added to my issues because <laughs> mm -hmm. i'm trying to be protected from life and i got to protect myself in a place that's that's supposed to be protecting me and and then you there was some sometimes there were issues with the the staff you know because everybody don't see you as human that i've learned in these situations some people just see you as a number in the folder and they're just there to do a job and hey you go through and and this is what we're doing and if you can't get with it then go somewhere else but so it was those type of things that i dealt with where if i'm going to say it was unsafe in that place because sometimes when you fall you do fall in the hands of the wrong people that are there mm -hmm. to help you and sometimes those people don't even know how to help you. Like I said, some people were there just for a paycheck. So I know how it feels to be just a number on the folder or just a name on the folder. And, and this is the process we go through. And this is what you're doing. And then dealing with other people, you have to protect yourself, not so much physically, but emotionally, um, mentally, because everybody mm -hmm. has their own issues that they're bringing to this particular space. And you have to be careful with who you get close to because you don't have the capacity to maintain and for sure other people don't have the capacity to maintain and protect you with what it is that they're going through so it was just those things so the 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 main issue with me was just a mental battle throughout the whole thing and just trying to get up every day and keep going and keep pushing forward when all of these things around you were falling apart and you just trying not to fall apart with everything that was going down around you what would you do to to keep you moving forward what were the things that you would focus in on to keep you moving forward and also as you're pushing through daily what was the point of clarity where it's like you know what this has to change right so first so what, what, what would I do? So, yeah. My relationship with God, the word. And even that was a real faith fight because it was like, I'm here again. I'm going through this again. Like, what is it that I'm doing wrong to keep me in this particular situation? So for me, that would have that was God. You know, my relationship with God, I can look back and see that God really kept me mentally because there were times where i just prayed like god if you keep my mind i'll be able to serve you tomorrow you know i just need my mind to be sound because there mm -hmm. were times where i felt like i was going to lose it <laughs> you know there was time where i felt like i was going to like literally lose my mind because of the things that was going on in my life and and so that was it for me just you know god and then 
sometimes maybe having conversation with other people. I know there was a time where I didn't even want to conversate with other people because it was like my story was the same. Like she's always going through something. She's always without or she's find always find herself in these particular situations. So there were times when you didn't even want to, I didn't even want to communicate that with my friends, not saying that they were looking at me in that way, but it had got to the point where that's how I saw myself as a failure, as someone that just could not get this thing called life right. And um, so I just automatically thought that this is what other people thought of me. Now, my point of clarity came, I was probably about around 35 or 36, between 35 and 37. And I remember I had to go live with my mom again and I remember when I walked in the room that I was going to be staying in the bedroom, it was just like I had this vision or whatever. Like I just saw my life like in a whirlwind effect, so to speak. And like everything was just like caught up in this whirlwind. And I realized how messed up my life was. And like when this whirlwind thing stopped, it was like, okay, what are you going to do? So I made up my mind that day that I was going to be better and do better. Those were my exact words. I didn't know what be better looked like or do better. But I know that my life had to change. And when I made that decision, it happened slowly, but things started happening for me. I like the I like this phrase when the teacher when the student is ready the teacher will appear but I realized that the teacher was always there. I just had yeah. to make up in my mind that I wanted to be taught and I wanted the lessons that were coming to me so that I can get out the situation because when you don't get yeah. the lesson it just keeps coming and coming and coming to you until you overcome it. So I I made my mind up and then things started happening like people started um, reaching out, hey, here's some teaching that I want you to listen to, or these are some things and I was able to like, you know, go online and get books and different things like that. So the teacher um, appeared to me when I made up my mind that I wanted to change because I could always, I always knew that there was something more. I just didn't know how to get to it. So you, you talk about the mindset that you had from a 12 year old girl going through all this these traumatic experiences and how it formed your world and here you are as a, a woman in your 30s and now you're starting to renew your mind or shift your mindset and what was how did you do that that that's a big deal because there's this big transformation that's taking place from hopelessness to hope there's this mm -hmm. idea of of that my mindset needs to shift. It wasn't just anything else. It seems like that at that point, it was basically you and you, I have to be better. So what were the challenges like the disconnect, like how you let things go and how you move forward? Um, for me, it was, um, I did have like a counseling session with someone dealing with the abuse from a child. So that really helped me had I even knew about, I knew about therapy, but had I knew that that was really available to me years ago, I would have received that. But you know, I, I wasn't because I was just, like I said, I was on autopilot. So um, some of the things was just, once I made that decision that this was going to change, 
it was no going back for me. So of course things kept happening. I still experienced some homelessness and, and going from here to there or whatever. However, because I had made that decision, I was committed to the decision and I was committed to whatever better was for me. And then I just started reading more or reading different types of books because I've always kind of been like a reader, but reading different type of books with that dealt with mindset or that dealt with um, confidence or that dealt with faith and different things like that and start um, taking in that information. And if I couldn't read the book, I had always had something in my ear. Like when I was working out, there was audio in my ear, just changing my mind and I did it on a daily basis. I did it on a daily basis and i just had to be mindful of things that could trigger me things mindful of when i was going backwards and not moving forward and just always um pushing forward oh there was always an image in my mind even before i got to that point of me just like punching a wall like knocking bricks down so if for me that was like my breakthrough and so that's how I just move forward. Like I'm, I'm going to break into something, you know, because that did give me hope when I made that decision. And then, and then God sending people in my life once I had made that decision. That, um, hey, I got this information. I want you to have it. Did you try this or different things like that? And so, um, so that that it, you know, it, everything just kept building upon itself once I made my mind up. Because mm -hmm. now I was looking at things in a different perspective and I was seeing things from a different perspective and a different mindset. And, and, and I do want to say that I had to lose the victim's mentality. Mm. You know, I had Speaking to lose a little bit more about mentality. that. What, what is the victim's yeah. mentality that you? Um, because mm. of the victimization and the violation, I just kind of went through life like that, like everybody was hurting me everybody was out to get me and sometimes when you're in that space um especially as a child and this is not something you brought upon yourself but it came to your doorstep right mm -hmm. it's like um you don't know how to get out of it but my thing was always i'm an adult now no I didn't cause this to come upon me, but I have to take responsibility for my actions and how I'm going to go through life. But I kept that mentality for such a long time. And it just went over into relationships, over into different encounters with different people. So if something went wrong, it was like, okay, this person is hurting me. And I had to change that mentality like everybody is not out to get me. Everybody is not out to hurt me. And even though that happened, there's nothing I can do about it now. And I have to move from that to where it is that I want to go in life. Yeah. You know, there's so many people that we encounter through our organization that have that mentality, but a lot of it's rooted in the traumas that they experience. So it's, it's kind of hard to blame someone for being a victim when they've been hurt so much. Um, you know, rejection hurts everybody. It's just how do we handle the rejection? How do we handle the trauma, the hurts, and the every every single area of life that can cause problems? And so being able to be strong enough to overcome that is where you're at. So now you're a life evolution coach. And so tell us about 
your coaching, your mentoring, um, some of the programs you have and books that you have out. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So once I made that decision and once I started going through my own process and just researching different things like a vision statement, setting goals, I realized that this is what I wanted to do for other people. And I was actually seeking out a life coach. I was actually seeking out someone to help me, but nobody was really there. You know, nobody was there or I just at that time, I just didn't run into the right person to do that. But one of the things I, one of the reasons I do want to help people is because and even when I was going through all my hurt and trauma, I didn't want anybody else to hurt or feel that trauma or go through a situation longer than they should have been in that situation. Mm -hmm. I didn't want that for other people. So in learning and building myself up by the grace of God, it was like something that was birthed in me that this is what I wanted to do for other people. Um, so the people I've helped were more or less women um, and just helping them to get clear about life. Clarity is a big thing for me. The mindset is a big thing for me. I always say master your mindset. Even because when I went through that trauma as a child and kind of got into adulthood and kind of looked back and saw some things that I experienced, I realized how powerful the mind was. So I'm a little bit infatuated by the mind. You know, I just want to know because I realize it's so powerful. And if we can master that part of us, the Bible, one of my favorite Bible verses, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers, your mind, your will, and your emotions. So when yeah. we get our mind right, everything mm. else falls into place and it or it will begin to fall into place. And, and I also teach women about building their faith in God. Faith is a big thing for me. I love the faith wall. That's a big mm -hmm. thing for me, building the faith in God and confidence in themselves so that they can move out of where they are and get to the place that they desire to be. Um, I used to say, get out of your comfort zone. That was a big thing for me. But all of that in itself is really about getting out of our comfort zone and moving into a greater space and in, in in building capacity in, in our lives to um, receive those things that god has for us in life mm, yeah and so and, and then i also do the coaching for the justice involved which is kind of new um so i'm right. moving into that space too where god has me in this season of my life okay so when you start talking about these things that helped you giving them away to others so now you mentor um talk about your you also have a Bible study that you have for women. Um, right. And then I need to hear a little bit about your books also. Oh, okay. Yes. So the Bible study, um, well, through the ministry that God gave me, the um, the Kingdom Encounter, I do an online weekly Bible study. There are times when I like break off from that and do like a group Bible study from, for women, which I just... I'm on the tail end of my first one. So it's um, a really great Bible study just to get people really back to the basics of having a relationship with God. 
and really relearning or unlearning some things that maybe religion has taught us. Maybe you've been in church 10 to 20 years and this, you're in this cycle of not a relationship with God or you just became caught up in tradition and doctrine. The Bible study is really to like break all of those things off and kind of renew your relationship with God. So it's a weekly Bible study. I may have another one coming up in September. You know, I like to take my breaks between, mm -hmm. but it's something I really enjoy. And I really enjoy going through the Bible study. We actually use the, um, I just, the, the name of the book, it really escapes experiencing me. God. But, um, experiencing God. Experiencing <laughs> God. We actually <laughs> use that book. And I mean, I advise anybody that wants to, I don't care how long you've been saved, that book can help you because it really takes you to places where you may need to be renewed or be realigned in God and just gives you a different perspective on your walk with God. And then yeah. you also mentioned my mentorship program. Well, okay, I'm going to be launching my mentorship program, My Crown Ain't Crooked on August the 8th is for young adults between the ages of 18 to 25 men and women and it's really to help them like with what i went through at that time and didn't have anyone it's just mm -hmm. really to help them to navigate through life and we deal with legacy which is our purpose our vision setting goals mapping out a plan for your life our relationships health spiritual mentally emotionally um finances of course wealth building ownership having dominion one of the um things that really stand out to me in the bible when god told us we had he given us dominion over certain things and i believe we're supposed to rule and reign in this earth so that's what that um that's centered around is some year-long mentorship program i take 12 young people like i said this is my first round and we go through a year together and we we're meeting every month just to help someone navigate through life a little bit easier when they don't have that direction to do it and they don't you don't have to figure everything out because it's right. someone that knows something about what it is that you're going through in life and where it is you're trying to get to in life the world is without knowledge. You just have to connect with the person that has that knowledge. And I do believe because of my experiences and because of what God has done in my life, I do have a, a certain level of knowledge that I'm obligated to impart into our young people. I really do have a heart for our young people. Awesome. I really do. Can't forget about the books. And the books. <laughs> <laughs> so my first book... Yeah, my first book was written um, back in 2018. Um, What's Cramping Your Lifestyle is really a self-help. I, I start calling it life coaching in a book because I believe if you can't afford a life coach or you just don't have the time or you just don't want to deal with a person, this book can actually walk you through. And I'm not just saying it because I wrote it. But it can actually walk you through those things that you need in life. It has a companion workbook. So it's not just an easy read. You have to apply. And I, I created that workbook because there were some self-help books that I wrote, but then I didn't know how to implement it, implement the things that I learned. Mm 
So uh-huh. the workbook will help you implement the things that you learn. And I also have America the Beautiful because I'm also in the space of activism. And um, this deals with race relations within America and some things that has been happening since the beginning of time in America. So I really deal with those things in in my book. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Um, I do have copies of all your books and um, I enjoy um, your book, especially America the Beautiful. Beautiful. And so a uh, couple things, um, just really want to let people know. I want you to let people know where they can get your books from, how they can find you on social media or ways that they can get in contact with you and even, you know, become supporters of what you're doing. Okay. So um, my, both, of, both of my books are on Amazon. So everybody can go to amazon.com. Again, the the self-help book is What's Cramping Your Lifestyle from a, a, from Limitations to a Life of Unlimited Possibilities. And then America the Beautiful. Both of those are on Amazon. My website, it will, well, I'm going to give you two websites. I have the lifestylemakeover.me. That's my coaching website for basically for women. It's like a lifestyle brand but we deal with a lot of things there and going back to um, our purpose and vision and different things like that. And then also changegoingcome.us. Changegoingcome.us is where I do a lot of community building. Also, again, mentoring our youth and our um, young adult men and women, and also addressing the issue of um, mass incarceration. And on um, Facebook, my main Facebook page is Lisa Yeomans. So that'll be where you can find me. And then all the other links are there on Facebook because it's quite a few links and quite a few things that I'm doing. So that will be the best way to go to my main Facebook page. And then off to the side, you can see all the other pages and links that you will be able to connect with me there. You know, Lisa is not only a person that I see many of, amazing talents and growth and development and inspiration. Um, She's also somebody that uh, I found to be a very useful person to be a part of what we do here at Redemption and Advancement Alliance, uh, which is the organization I founded. Um, She is she works with us, uh, contracts with us on a regular basis, and she has really helped to develop a lot of our programming. Um, and so it's great to have her as a, as a resource, but not only that, as a friend, as a sister, as so much. She, um, she really makes an impact in what we're doing. And together, we also serve on, uh, on a committee for the Fathers Matter initiative. And uh, we both are co-leads for the, for the mass incarceration portion of it. Um, you know, there's so many different things to deal with when it comes to mass incarceration when it comes to structural and systemic barriers. Um, and so having to find different ways to overcome that, uh, we leave a, lead a committee of many organizations and people who come together uh, to brainstorm um, different ways that we can address things like homelessness and um, or housing challenges. And, and so it's important to have that. And so um, uh, the last thing, you know, I wanna just say is you know, Lisa, you, you, you're inspiring so many people and you're doing, um, 
doing so much when it comes to impacting people, but mainly women. That's what we're talking about. So I hope that you have a chance to come back um, to our fin finale show and talk a little bit about your perspective on influencing women, especially when it comes to housing challenges, when it comes to the different uh systemic and, and structural barriers that women have to overcome in order just to get to that space where you can renew your mind, where you can begin to see yourself as more than, as you can see yourself as powerful. Um, and, and that's one of the things I see from you is the power that you bring uh, to the table. So what are some of the things you want our listeners to hear before we close out today? Okay. Um, one of the things I want to go back to is the book, America, the Beautiful. 90% of the proceeds goes back into the community. So mm -hmm. I don't take any profits from that book. I just wanted to put that out there. So when you purchase that book, you're actually helping to build community. But one of the, some of the things I would like to say um, to women is, it's really simple. Keep going the reason that i was able to get through the things that i was going through was that i never stopped now i will say i didn't always know which direction to go in but i do firmly believe that if we're really sincere in our walk and where it is that we're going to god through life has a way of redirecting us to the places that we need to be because had i stopped at any point I probably wouldn't even be here, but I kept going. I didn't know how to quit, which is which was a good thing. I didn't know how to quit. I may, I may have stopped doing a lot of things, but I never stopped trying to figure out life and how to get to the place that I needed to be in life, no matter how, how hard it got for me or how low I felt at a particular moment. I always kept going no matter what no matter what i always kept going because i just believed that there was always something better and always something more than what i was going through so keep going and and keep your focus be in a place where you are able to discern who's around you and surround yourself with great people really great yeah. people and people that have your best interests at heart and that really goes back to you learning who you are and getting to know you and loving you because we really do attract who we are into our lives so just two simple words keep going keep going no matter yeah. what that's uh that's some good words right there you know i i think back to what you're saying um, when you're when you're ready for the students ready for the teacher a teacher will appear but the teacher was always there. And so it's really just getting yourself ready to learn and ready to open yourself up to that next stage. You know, from our organizational standpoint, uh, we often tell people that if everything that you've done hasn't led you to your purpose, be willing to let it go. And sometimes when you find yourself in spaces and places that you don't wanna be in or situations you don't, don't find that are not comfortable to you, you have to be willing to let it go because it's not leading you to the purpose that, that you were created to live out. And so, um, you know, I appreciate all the boldness you shared today about your faith, about your perspective, the shift in mindset, the and just being transparent about your life. 
Um, you know, we, we were able to hear something today that you don't share with others. And, and that trans, um, that um, being transparent that way will definitely help others to, to see the depths of what a lot of people have to overcome, but it's not impossible. You know, we say that it, things are hard, but they're not impossible. And what's harder than, than changing? Staying the same. So let's go ahead and work towards staying the same. So Lisa, we definitely appreciate you joining us today. And uh, we look forward to you being on our uh, finale show uh, for Ladies First. And um, this, this, you know, has been so rich today. Thank you so, so much for having me. You're welcome. So with that being said, thank you again for joining us with the, this, the Disruptive Dialogue. Um, I'm Thomas Cotton, your host. Please like us, follow us, share, comment um, on our social media pages. And we thank you again for all that you, uh, all that, you, that have joined us and we'll see you soon.